everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you take it, my podcast, I appreciate it. And if you can, tell an enemy, coworker, friend, tell somebody about the podcast. Go, hey, you will like this, you will love this. Check out this episode, he's talking about this. So, uh, share it. I don't care for what reason, just share this motherfucking podcast, okay? Um, man... I guess I'll uh, I'll start with my milestone as I usually do. For those who don't know, we have a ten-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this week, you know, we're getting close to Christmas, and uh, he wants a cell phone. And look, uh, he's ten. I feel like he's getting to that age, but I, I have to be honest. I just don't know if he is responsible enough for a cell phone yet. You know, uh, uh, he, he, he said he really wants one. He said he, he could keep it. But, I mean, he lost a laptop in the house for two years. So, I, I don't, I, if you can't keep a Chromebook, I don't know if you could keep an iPhone. Um, but, I, I, I don't know, man, because I feel like he's old enough to where he should have one. But, again, I just don't, uh, I don't want to spend the money. And then, literally, three, four days later, it's just missing. I, I just, I just know that's what's going to happen. Um, and I, you know what? I don't have to go out and get the latest iPhone, of course. Uh, but if I get something different, cheaper, then I'm going to have to learn how to use that one as well. You know, cause, because I, I've been on iPhones for, when did I get my first iPhone? I got my first iPhone. Actually, let me look this up real quick. I got the first iPhone. When did iPhone? Oh, right here, June twenty ninth, two thousand seven. So ever since two thousand seven, I've had an I've I've had a um, uh, an iPhone, and before that, I had a Trio, and some other um. What the fuck did I have? I was with Sprint for a long time. So remember that shit? How like Sprint would have their special phones, and Verizon and AT and T would have their own little phones or whatever. So and I had one of the first color uh, screens that uh, um, Sprint had to offer. I thought it was so cool, but looking back now, shit was whack as fuck. Shit was terrible. And all those uh, polyphonic ringers that we thought were dope, looking awful, man. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to go. I'll have to. I'll have to look. I'll have to see what they have. Um, talk to my wife about it and see what she says. Uh, but he he really wants one. I I think it. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't maybe maybe giving him more responsibility he would uh, he would step up to the plate, you know. But I, I don't have to go out and get something brand new. So I may maybe maybe we will. I, I'm pretty sure they got some uh, iPhone 11s that we can uh, or whatever for like 99 cents that we can maybe get them. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Do any of you kids have phones? Any anybody with a kid under 10 that has a phone or what are some things I need to know about um, giving my kid a phone that I, I have not thought of? Yeah, just write into the show at uh, NegroPleaseRadio at gmail.com. You know, if you want if you want to answer these questions or if you want to ask me something, you're more than welcome to uh, write in. Ask me some questions. But, um, yeah, so that's really the, the biggest question right now is should we get Miles a cell phone? Uh, and, I, and I'm not sure. Uh this is funny. I, I just got back from Denver, which I'll get into. But she, he had a rough night Friday night. 
you know, I wasn't here. And uh, he ended up coming in to sleep with my wife uh, or his mom uh, about one o'clock. She said he just she said she said he was hearing things and he just couldn't sleep. He was a little spooked out. And it's just it's just funny how you you just never know how comforting just your presence can be to your children. Because uh, she was just saying how like he feels a lot better when I'm here when I'm downstairs. Like if he hears noises. He knows that I'm downstairs. He can hear the TV. He can hear me down there making noises. And, you know, just, just downstairs watching TV late at night. And uh, which is funny is because, like, there are nights where, like, I'm downstairs, downstairs scared as shit because I think I hear something. And I had no idea that here's my little baby boy up here feeling comforted because I'm downstairs because he's scared. So it's just like he's upstairs scared and I'm downstairs scared. <laughs> And it just, it just shows too, like the anxiety and the worry and the in the um, just uh, how our minds. Even at forty two, man, my mind just it just runs and races and thinks of the most absurd shit. Like people will say adults don't have imaginations anymore, but I think it goes from cops and robbers to like what's the worst shit that could happen? Like if my wa hot water heater went out, or if uh, or, uh you know I don't know the brakes went out in the car, or both the engines blew up. It's just like that imagination is now turned into like, what's the biggest financial uh, catastrophes that can happen to us right now as a family? Like that's that's where my my imagination has graduated from. For me, beating up you know uh, fifty secret agents to save somebody, to like just everything going wrong as an adult, your car's breaking down, uh, just just all types of shit. So that that's that's what happened with my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened to a lot of our imaginations as we become adults. It's just, you just realize, um, you know how you can just wake up and one day and your car just doesn't start? Like, that's that's more, that's going to happen a few times in your life. Like, you, you're never going to wake up, all right, come outside and all of a sudden your car just has a brand new engine or even just filled with gas. I mean, unless you got, like, a wife or husband or significant other that just happens to do it that day. But you know what I mean? Just for the most part, you're not going to wake up to, like, a problem just being solved. It's usually, hey, you wake up two problems. You know? So. But, uh, man. So we got a lot of thinking to do about And he wants an iPad. And, and what's funny, man, my son, he never really asks for a lot of stuff. I know I'm kind of switching. Uh, he doesn't really ask for a whole lot. But when he does, it's something typically uh, pretty expensive. And, I, and I'm not complaining about it. He, he he just, whenever he asks for something, it's something that he really, really wants. So you gotta, I got to do some more ruminating or whatever you call that shit. I got to do some more thinking about that. Talk to the wife. I, 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 to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if she shut that shit down immediately. <laughs> so what do y'all think? Let me know. But, uh, yeah. But, man, yeah, I had a cell phone since uh, 2007. That's pretty wild. Let me see which ones are. I know I'm going back. So I had the first iPhone. And it was so slick. It was so slick. It looks terrible. Key features. I, original iPhone. A 3.5 inch diagonal screen. Uh, 320 by 480 pixels at 163 PPI. And a 2 megapixel camera. Price four gigabytes four ninety nine eight gigabytes virgin five ninety nine with a two year contract. That was the original iPhone deal right there. All right, a two megapixel camera, a three and a half inch screen, 
and it was five hundred five hundred dollars for a four gigabyte phone. Four. Or you can get the big boy and get eight gigs. Eight. Could you imagine having an eight gig phone? I just updated to the latest iOS and that was uh I want to say one point three. 1.3 Alright let's see what, what iPhones did I have Which phones did I have Here we go Why can't I just There we go Why can't I just Why can't I just see a fucking picture of all the iPhones God damn it Why Why does it have to be so goddamn hard Just Just show me a picture of all the iPhones God So annoying There we go. All right. So I had the original. Uh, I had the original. I think I had the iPhone 4. So I had the original. I had the 4 iPhone. I had the uh, the SE, which I hated. I want to say I had the original, the 4, the 5. The SC, I had the uh, 8 Max, 7 Plus. Yeah, so original, 4, 5, 7 Plus, the SC. Oh, no, no, I didn't have the SC. I had the uh, mic- I had microphone. I had the uh, iPhone uh, XR. That's what I had. I I hated that man. That was I had, that only had the one camera, and it would try to do the um, it would try to do the um, the portrait pictures, but it did it digitally, and it was very very limited to what you could. It only worked on faces, like you couldn't take any portrait pictures of any in uh, inanimate objects. So yeah, original four five, uh, seven plus. No, I had the eight plus. My bad, eight plus, uh, XR. And then what I have now, I want to say it's the, I don't even know what phone I have now. I think it might be the 13 Pro, if I'm not, no. Yeah. Or is it the 12 Pro? One of those. I think it's the 13 Pro. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've had over the last, uh, you know, what, 2007, the last 15 years. It's nothing but iPhones. We tried to go, we tried to switch at one point. Uh, but my wife, my wife ended up getting, uh, I want to, it was some Samsung Something that everybody really liked Because you can multitask on it You can split the screen in half And have an app open and do some other shit I thought that was cool Because that was something that was really missing from the iPhone That I wanted uh, But she got it And she had it for about three or four days And she was just like look I can't do this And she took it back and ended up getting uh, a new uh, another iPhone So we we came close to switching over But hey If she would have kept it uh, Today I would be a, I would be an Android guy If she kept it but she didn't like it. I mean, my boy Wilhelm, he talked it up. He was like, "You got to get this new one, man. It's better than the iPhone. You can look at, you can split the screen. You can, you don't have to close the apps down. You can do all this stuff." And I was just like, "Okay." And man, she had it for a few days and was like, "Nah, I ain't doing that, bro." But I get it, man. We get we get used to what we have. The people who love Android, they're not gonna switch, and vice versa. I don't think I would ever switch uh, to a, to an Android. Um, 
You know, I'm not going to say I would never have an Android, but it would definitely would not be my main phone. It would not be my main phone. I'm just I'm too used to this. And uh, I just feel like everybody else has an iPhone. And I'm not trying to do no weird shit. People always talk about, oh, it's, you can jailbreak it easier. You can do this and that. But I don't. I, I like the shit that I have. You know, I got the uh, I got a MacBook. I got, yeah, it's all integrated. I like it. But anyway. But, uh, yeah. So to wrap that up, not sure what to do with Miles and uh, Christmas. He wants an iPhone. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah. Again, write in if you have any uh, pointers as a parent what to do about this phone situation. Uh, uh, Please Radio at gmail.com. All right. So, I'm fresh back from the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. Uh, I had a great time, man. I had a lot of fun. I've never really been to Denver. We lived uh, in Colorado Springs from uh, 05, 06 to 07, about a year. And uh, my brother-in-law, her brother, lived in Aurora. We went up there before, but we had never really been. I, I can say that. I had never really been to Denver. I can't remember if her and her friends had ever really been up there, but I, I hadn't been. Um, and uh, Denver, man, it's a it's a great city. And the thing about Denver, there's nothing really around it for eight hours. So I feel like people really didn't have anywhere to go. So you go, fuck it, man. Let's 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 make our city dope. I think that's why uh color denver is the way it is it's just like look there's no, no there's no escape let's just work on ourselves because most people man it's just like you don't like your city you can drive an hour a couple hours go somewhere else but i mean you're talking i would say i mean you can go to fort collins you can go to Colorado springs maybe but like i'm talking about actually something to do i want to say the biggest cities around there are oklahoma city kansas city albuquerque salt lake city and dallas is a little bit further but I mean, let's be let's be honest. Oklahoma City, are you driving eight hours to go to Oklahoma City if you live in Denver? I mean, maybe if you like the basketball team, maybe Kansas City they have barbecue. But are you driving eight plus hours for brisket? Let's be honest. Dallas may maybe Dallas, and that might be nine, ten, eleven hours away. So, I mean, they have a lot of breweries. It's just, it seems like there's a lot to do there. They got uh, all, they have, what, the Nuggets. They've got uh, the Colorado Rockies. They've got the Broncos. I'm not really sure. Does, does Denver have a hockey team? I'm not into hockey, so I can't, I can't tell you. Let's see, does Denver have a hockey? Does Denver, Denver have a hockey Oh, Colorado Avalanche. See, I don't, wow. <coughs> that's that's how little I know about hockey. It's a major team there, and I'm like, yeah. They did it right, man. They did it right. They go, look, man, there's nothing around here. Give us all the team. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't. I mean, you have all the major sports. You got legal weed, right? You got camping, hiking. Uh, winter sports, you know, the, 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 you, you can ski, you can snowboard, you can do all that shit. The only thing that they don't have is like water. Now my boy, uh, Corey David, he picked me up. They wanted me to pay like 50 bucks to, uh, check into my hotel early. And I was not doing that. I had a early ass flight out of here. I had to leave my house at like 5 AM, uh, get to Richmond airport. And then four hours later, boom, I'm in, I'm in Denver. 
and there's really nothing to do. Uh, well, I can't say there's not anything to do, but it's a Friday. It's like 11 o'clock. People are working and stuff, so I don't really know what, what to do. So he comes and picks me up. We go out to eat, and uh, we go to this really cool, like, uh, you're starting to see these pop up all over the country where it's just like, um, it's like in this really nice hipster neighborhood, but it's one of those either old slaughterhouse or like an old like dairy farm or, or, or dairy processing plant or, or a factory or something like that that they've gutted and then turned into like a little food court. So he took me to one of those, and I had this really good uh, like kale salad with quinoa and, and this white apple vinaigrette and chicken. It was really, really good. And I got to say, I, I, I ate pretty healthy while I was there, pretty healthy. Not like the other places. I, you know, I take that back. I did not. <laughs> I take that back. You know what? It was it was better than normal. I did have a burger. But I, again, I will get to that. So, yeah. So, Corey came and picked me up. We go to the spot. We eat. And uh, uh, it's Friday. And uh, the World Cup is on. Um, Argentina is playing the Netherlands. And he goes, hey, we should go to this cool English pub and watch the match. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to do that. And I had to remind myself, hey, you're trying to uh, teach Miles to branch out, to not to, to step out of his comfort zone. It's like you have to do the same thing. All right? You got to do the same thing. So I said yes. So we go to this pub. It was cool, man. We actually found a booth in the back. We hung out. We watched, uh, we watched uh, Argentina win, and they're actually going to be in the finals here on Sunday. But um, – So we yeah so we uh we go to lunch we go to the pub we watch the match then we go to his place we record a podcast and then uh, that was fun he brings me back to the hotel uh, I'm downtown at this place called the Sinesta I'm right on the mall the 16th Street Mall and on Saturday they have like vendors and stuff they selling all types of like you know clothes and food and just a bunch of stuff and I end up going to this little Hawaiian burger joint on Saturday and uh man it was really really good. I gotta say, man, Hawaiian teriyaki is is way better than like a traditional teriyaki. That that uh, that's the extra pineapple, that Papa Sweet. Just it just it just takes uh, teriyaki to another level. I really prefer Hawaiian teriyaki over this regular. Is that Japanese? I'm not really sure if teriyaki is Japanese. I think it is. So uh, I had that and some mac salad. And like, look, don't talk shit, man. I'm from upstate New York. We eat a lot of mac salad. You know, with our wings and shit like that. I know people say black people don't eat mac salad. Where I'm from, we all eat mac salad. So it was it was really really good, man. I had, I had a uh, that was fucking phenomenal on Saturday. So I ate that. I watched uh, the U.S. play and lose, and uh, <laughs> I ate that. But I kind of skipped ahead. My bad. So after we record the podcast, he takes me back to the hotel. Uh, I, I get ready for the shows at seven and nine. The venue was cool, man. It's at this, uh, it's at the, um, this sake company, Colorado Sake Company, and in the back is the club. It's almost like a speakeasy, you know. You you walk into the restaurant. It looks like a normal restaurant. You go into the uh, to the back where the bathrooms are, and they have like this fake kind of like uh, ivy on the wall, and you'd see a door handle, but it doesn't seem like there's anything back there. So when you open up that door, it's a whole nother room back there. And that's what the club is. It seats about six, uh, 50 or 60 people. Uh, the food there was is, was great. The, the the crowds were fun. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a good time, man. Um, I got a, who was it? Louis, Louis Belk? I think his name was Louis Belk. Was the MC. And then uh, the feature was this dude named uh, Colton Dowling. This uh, 
fucking pretty boy, uh, Mickey Blue Eyes gay guy. Fucking, he was pretty funny too, man. He uh, he was <laughs> he was talking a lot of shit to the dudes up front, and you could tell they were getting uncomfortable, but it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, <coughs> he kind of looked like Andrew Schultz uh, if, if he had like really, really blue eyes And, and uh, gay <laughs> he, So he was like a gay Schultz But he was really funny He's an Austin dude uh, The guy who books it is Ben Kronberg And funny enough, Ben Kronberg is one of the first Real comics I've ever oh, well, Pro comics I've ever worked with uh, In my career uh, My first time hosting a real comedy show In Las Vegas At the LA Comedy Club was for Nick Thune and Ben Kronberg. So now he's kind of like just booking and running the show uh, now in Denver. Uh, I was a little intimidated because I, I've known him, uh, know, at least known of him my entire career. And, you know, he's done the Comedy Central, the agent, the manager. He's done all the touring and stuff like that. So, And back then, like, comedy was a little bit different. There was a lot of, like, uh, snarky-ass uh, um, alt-comics that didn't like mainstream or, or club comics. And to be honest, I kind of put him in that in that, <coughs> in that category. You know, just wearing all black, taking his notebook on stage. It was just a different time for comedy. And I just I didn't think he respected my comedy at all. I was super new. It was probably really bad back then. But um yeah, it was it was cool seeing him, man. He's he's changed a lot. He's a lot more laid back. Uh yeah, man. It it, it was just fun. It was a good time. I didn't really uh feel uh a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? I just I, I felt like I could go up there and have a good time. <laughs> I tried a bunch of new stuff. I did some crowd work. Just I just had a great time. But uh, Saturday rolled around, and, and Saturday was special, man, because I had some friends pop up uh, on Saturday. Uh, my boy Joe Martin was coming, and I've known Joe since tech school. That's that's my military buddy. Uh, we went to our first base together. We were really close, and we we've kept in touch our entire career. Uh, I thought I hadn't seen him in almost in 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 almost fifteen years. I saw him in Korea because I went to Korea first. And then he came over. He was at Osan. I just happened to be in Osan. I went and saw him for a little bit. And then um, I want to say that was in like an 05 or maybe early 06. And, but I had forgot about, I did a show in Allentown. And I'm not sure. This is between 2011 and 2014. I did a show in Allentown, PA. And he happened to be stationed at McGuire Air Force Base in, in Jersey. And uh, him and his wife came. So it's been... Anywhere between 10 to 15 years since we've seen each other. <coughs> and it's nice just catching up, man, because we just pick up right where we left off, just telling stories, laughing. And uh, I got to say, man, Joe, Joe, that's my dude. And uh, he's always been uh, a little on edge, a little angry. But to be honest, a lot of us at the time were the military really does do a number on you, man. It's just it's exhausting. And if you're already kind of like a slightly angry person or an impatient person, the 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 military really exacerbates that shit, man. And, uh, you know, it was just nice to really see him finally happen. I mean, finally happy. And it didn't have that underlying of like, yeah, this is fun, but I got to go back to work on Monday and be part of this thing that I am absolutely sick of. You know, because me and Joe have a, <coughs> a very low tolerance for bullshit. And what sucks is like when, when you first join the military, you, uh, they're shoveling all the shit onto you, and you, you're complaining to your NCOs and your leadership. Like, why are we doing this? What does this even mean? This is stupid. I hate it. And then as you progress in your career, you become the person shoveling the shit on people. And if you have an issue with doing frivolous bullshit work, you're really going to have a issue 
uh, delegating frivolous bullshit work to people. And that's where we really, really struggle. And it was so funny because he told me, like, later on in his career, his, he would always say, my official stance on this is that I care. <laughs> that's classic Joe. My official stance is that I care. That's just a long way of saying I personally do not give a fuck about this, but this needs to get done. And But it's just nice to see him without that underlying, because you can always just tell, man, like I got to go back into this fucking machine on Monday and I have to put on his face and act like I care about these things that I do not care about or agree with doing. So it was just really, really nice to see him actually be seem really happy, man. And it's just nice to be done. Um, <coughs> with the military where like like I said it's just exhausting and it's just like you don't have that hanging over your head anymore and you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about other people's problems because as an NCO that's what you do you have to worry about what everybody else has got fucking going on you gotta know like this guy didn't pass PT this guy's got this going on and then look I, w- I was prob- I was a I was a problem for a few people and I used to tell them like look man just I don't I don't want you getting yelled at for me my bad, but I'll I'll take the brunt of this. So, um, yeah, just just having that from hanging over your head uh, is just a it's such a relief, man. It's such a relief, and I know people at other jobs have a responsibility, but like, there's nothing like the military, man. They just it just they run your fucking life, and it's just nice to be done with that shit. And seeing him happy made me fucking happy, and uh, yeah. So we we had a, we had a good time, and it was it was great seeing him. I wish I could have got there. <clears throat> earlier so I could have um spent more time with them but just the way my, my wife got this new job I, I couldn't come out there for an extended period of time so um also a friend of my two friends of mine Nicole and uh Anthony Artiaga came to the shows uh Anthony was a co-worker of mine back at uh, Wright Pat in Dayton Ohio and Nicole was a childhood friend of a co-worker who just happened to live in Dayton and uh, her and this co-worker from Cleveland but you know she was in Dayton this guy was stationed in Dayton and Anthony and Nicole met at bar shows and, and club shows we used to do uh, when I was stationed back in Dayton and now they're married they have a kid and it was really really nice to see them <coughs> and um <clears throat> excuse me Anthony is uh he's an officer now too when I first met Anthony he was a uh, an E4 uh, senior airman and he's one of the sharpest dudes I've, I've met in my entire career I mean, just w- with his uh, his uh, prof- uh, I'm trying to what's the word we used to use? I can't remember. But anyway, just work wise, his his, his uh, proficiency uh, when it came to the work was great. Uh, PT wise, he was a fucking killer. I mean, this dude runs hundred mile uh, ultra marathons. Super smart, and going from enlisted to officer is not fucking easy. You have to be uh, sharp as a tack, and he made that transition seamlessly. I think he's gonna put on. Uh, first lieutenant here pretty soon, so I'm I'm very very proud of him, man. Uh, they seem to be doing well. They just built their forever home uh, in Colorado Springs. Uh, you know what's funny about Nicole? She had been working remote before it was really a thing. She's she uh she's been working for Microsoft for like years, and she used to just schedule appointments and and uh, meetings for people. And I always thought that was kind of I was like, you do that from home? She goes, yeah. And this is probably eight nine years ago, but now like people working remote is a, is a thing. But you know. We had only heard about, you know, people working from home, and we were very skeptical of it. We have, you know, Americans are very, very skeptical. We don't, we don't trust anybody. We don't trust each other. 
You know, we're always looking for uh, somebody to get over on us. I think that's why it took a while for this working from home to, to really take off. But anyway, it was great to fucking see them, man. You know, they seem really happy. I'm glad they got the kid. They got the house going. Uh, I saw Joe, man. We got to talk and hug and laugh. And it was a it was a great night. I did three shows that night. We had a six and eight, and then we did a late night show. Um, I had a early, early flight on Sunday. I think it was at 6.05. So I asked to go up a little bit early on the late show. I uh, did my spot, hung out for a little bit, got back to the hotel, packed up, got a few hours of sleep. Uh, the Uber came, and uh, I headed back to uh, Virginia. Right, Got back to uh, Richmond about 1, and I drove home. Got here about 3, and uh, just chilled, man. But overall, it was a great, great weekend. I had a lot of fun. So shout out to Ben Kronberg. Shout out to uh, uh, Lewis. And um, and uh, Colton, man, I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Joe and uh, Anthony and Nicole for showing up. I appreciate that. Thank you to anybody that's new, that's listening to my podcast, that saw me, and uh, that saw me in Denver. I had a great time. You guys were great, and uh, I can't wait to come back. And with that being said, there's a show. That's a show. Um, oh, I'll be in D.C. this weekend, starting tomorrow, <coughs> in the main room, showcase, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. One show tomorrow, two on Friday and Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, happy, uh, wait, what day is today? Oh, okay, I got another week. Do I have another week? But I'm going to say it anyway. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Oh, don't forget about the war on Christmas, everybody. Don't forget. Don't forget the war. <laughs> the war on Christmas. But anyway, all right, man, I'm out. Have a good one. Make sure you guys follow me on all things social media at Chris Allen Comedy. I'm out. Peace.